If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Before we get started today, I wanted to remind you that if you want more out of life, there is another way. What if there was a way you didn't know about? Whether you're lacking momentum in your business, getting the same results, you're in, you're out. You don't have a supportive environment. People aren't encouraging you to live your dream. Or you're tired of not living into your gifts. You're doing something that's unfulfilling, but you want a life that excites you. I know I can help. All you have to do is get on a call with somebody from my team that's going to help you understand the strategies and tactics of success. Go to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and we're going to help you rock your money and your life. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, and let's get started today. My name is Rock Thomas and I'm your host. And today I've got a really interesting guest. His name is Mike Ayella. He has um, education similar to me, high school, maybe a little bit more, and became an entrepreneur in his 20s. And he went on haphazardly to discover that exchanging time for money was not working for him. He had some illness with his firstborn and it was really then that he had what we call a triple E, an extreme emotional experience. And he learned that if he didn't create some passive income vehicles, he was, he was going to miss out on a lot of things to do with his family, not just some sensitive time when family members are sick, but, you know, piano recitals and, and uh, plays at school, et cetera. So he really went on to become interested in real estate, set some goals, and you're going to hear about how once he set those goals, things start to fall in place much faster than he originally thought. And that's the power of focus. He is a very, very humble man, and his mission is not to be financially free, but is to live a purposeful and meaningful life by impacting and serving others. So please join me for today's session with Mike Ayala. Thanks for having me, Rock. I'm excited to be here. So Mike, you and I met through a mastermind group of like-minded individuals that wanted to get together and really push each other to great success. So prior to talking about a relationship there, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your education and how you got to a place where you are now uh, running multiple businesses. And then we're going to talk, of course, about how are we getting through this whole new world that we're living in. Let's give some people some background on your history and who you are exactly. Yeah, so I've, I've kind of like you, I've, I think I've been more through the school of hard knocks than, than actual formal education. So I did graduate high school. Um, through a course of events, I ended up in an apprenticeship program. I was a plumber by trade, did a four-year apprenticeship um, school, and then quickly kind of progressed and started running some, some big projects. And um, the last project that I ran with the company I was with um, was a, like a $3 million casino expansion. But through a series of events, I was about 24 years old and started really realizing that uh, I, I found myself working out of town on this project and I was working 90 hours a week and I was missing my um, third child's and uh, my wife was pregnant with our third child. I was missing that entire pregnancy and um, just kind of realized that I didn't want to go down that road. I didn't want to be that dad that was missing. And so ended up opening a business at that point in time, 24 years old. And um, I don't know how far you want to go into that at this point in time, but started a plumbing and heating company, which um, turned into a general contracting business. And 
um, started investing in real estate along the way. So that's kind of how I got to where I'm at today. Um, we can go into the details if you want, but that's the high overview. What I'm interested in is your mindset behind that because you essentially became an entrepreneur in your 20s. You, you had you know, about the same amount of education I had. Um, what drew you into starting your own business? Uh, you having a work ethic, working 90 hours a week. Tell us a little bit what was the, the inner narrative behind that. Yeah, so I'm going to back up a little bit. There was two real um, events, I think, that kind of led me to, to that. So number one, our oldest child, my, my wife and I got married when we were really young. I was 20 years old. She was 19. And uh, we got married in May. And then one year later in May, our, our first child shows up and, and he had some health issues. Mm. And I was working for this plumbing and heating company. And uh, the town that we lived in was like three and a half hours from Salt Lake. So we found ourselves once a month having to go uh, to the University of Utah and visit a specialist while she was pregnant with my first child. And I started quickly realizing that, you know, every, every hour that I wasn't working, I wasn't getting paid. So it started really opening my mind to the fact that um, working for a wage, I didn't really fully understand it then, but I, I started realizing that if I didn't put in an hour's worth of work, I wasn't getting paid. And then when he was born, he had to be born at the University of Utah. And so we were off for a couple of weeks. And then um, fast forward two months later, he ended up having to have a surgery and I wasn't working for four weeks and, and again, not getting paid. And so that was our first, mine and my wife's first real understanding of risk, um, not really being able to control our financial um, destiny. So we started thinking about passive income and expanding our mindset around that. But, you know, fast forward, my second son was born two years later, and then we moved to the third child. So I'm working out of town. I'm working 90 hours a week. I'm making a good living. I think I was making $55,000 a year at that point in time as a 24-year-old, which was pretty, pretty good salary at that point. But what I realized, missing that entire pregnancy, this is not the life that my wife and I had envisioned. And I knew looking forward, if I'm missing an entire pregnancy, I'm going to be missing soccer games. I'm not going to be able to go whenever I want, wherever I want. So, you know, the brand that I've launched and the podcast that I've launched is called Investing for Freedom. That was my first real understanding that if I didn't start, and you don't have to go start your own business, but if you don't start creating multiple streams of income, passive investments, it's fine if you want to work for somebody else, but bringing your financial um, stability into your own hands became really important for us. So that was what really brought us into starting that, our, our own business. I never really thought about, honestly, like at that point in time, I wasn't really thinking about becoming a business owner. I've always been entrepreneurial at heart, but I started thinking if I'm going to work 90 hours a week for someone else, I might as well do it on my own because at least I control my destiny. So that's kind of what really launched us to start that business. I wasn't really looking to, it was just um, that series of events that made me realize that I need to bring that destiny into my own hands. So one of my mentors says that pain breeds purpose until vision takes over. Mm. Have you had that happen in this? Because everything behind you is investing for freedom. You have a vision around that now and the resources that you can use to help other people accelerate that path. But it was born out of the experience of you being not able to have money coming in while you were doing other things that mattered. So where, where did, was there that bridge where the vision started to kick in? Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's always easy to look backwards and do the autopsy, whether it's good or bad. And, um, but I think sometimes we don't realize the path that's, you know, taking us there. And, and I think through, I think as long as, as long as we learn from the series of events and that pain, uh, I mean, we're in that situation now and we'll get into this a little bit, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times you go there or how smart you think you are or how many problems you think you've solved. 
um, that, that bridge is, um, it's always there. So yeah, I think that, um, looking back at that period of time, that, that pain was really understanding that I wanted freedom of time. Yes. Um, it wasn't even really a financial conversation. When I started no. that business, I wasn't thinking about, oh, you know, I'm going to end up with this $12 million plumbing and heating company. That was not my thought process. Right. I just wanted freedom of time. And, and so that's really where I begin asking the simple question. And it is such a simple question, but what do you really want? And for me, my time freedom, my family, you know, being able to go wherever I want, whenever I want with my family, that's really the bridge for me is figuring out what that looks like. And a lot of people struggle with that, I think, because they believe that they are not worthy of it, or they don't know the path to get there, or they're not good with investing, whatever their story is that they tell themselves. And yet for you, you seem to have gotten there at an earlier age than most people. How did you know to ask that question of yourself? What do I want? What do I really want? What, how did that happen? So I, I hired a consultant. One thing that I've always known, and I think um, you're kind of in the same camp, Rock, I've always been cognizant of what I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always, I always, I've got a mentor that says, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you need to find a bigger room. So even starting that first company, I had no idea what a PL was. I was a plumber. Like I knew from the beginning that I had to reach out. And so I hired consultants from the very, very beginning. And I actually had a, a coaching company that we worked with that took us into a two day business planning session. And they asked us the question and we had to do some pre-work leading up to this. The entire first day was around the question, like, what do you really want? If money and time was not an issue, what would your life look like? And I think people don't spend enough time just really asking that question because we're, we're constantly working. It's all about money and we've created this life of bills and, and things we've got to pay. And so when that, when that company asked me that question, if money and time wasn't an issue, what would your life look like? It caused my wife and I to stop and really ask, okay, what do we really want? And we determined at that point in time that what we really wanted was just financial freedom. And the thing is, is it's different for everybody. Your financial freedom number is, is different than mine. It's a life that you, I think we do it backwards. So many times we go through life and we don't really know exactly what we want. And unfortunately, as we start grabbing all these things that we think we want, we end up at this place where you've built this number that you've got to, whether it's 50,000 or 100,000 or 200,000, and, and now, you're, now you're in the rat race having to keep up with that. Well, if you just really pause, and this is such a great period of time right now because like our bills have dropped to almost nothing and we're happy, right? Like, like I've got my family. Yeah. I've got my time with them. I've got my health. Um, so, so those are the things I think just slowing down and really asking that question, what do you really want and being cognizant? Rock, you're so good at this, like creating that, that roadmap that you talk about a lot. What do you really want? Um, and if you don't determine that up front and give yourself the freedom to adjust along the way, because your desires are going to change. But if you don't map that out up front, you're going to end up lost and getting something that you may not have ever wanted to begin with. So let's talk a little bit about investing for freedom. What do you think are some of the things that people need to become educated around? Because they don't teach passive income in schools. They teach you to get an education, get a job. But we know from the things that we you know, are familiar with that there are many different avenues to create the freedom, which you and I both want is time freedom. That's what I want. After this, if I want to go golfing this afternoon, it's sunny out, I can go on a Tuesday or a Friday. doesn't matter. A lot of people don't have that freedom. So what are you going to be helping people recognize and learn? It's, it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't really measure where they're at. You've got to have some sort of tool 
um, in the process. And I think that's the middle ground that most people don't have in Rocket. Um, in M1, you do a good job of this. Um, so the questions that I ask, the five questions are, what do you really want? What are you going to do to get it? Measure the results and adjust along the way, right? So when, when we're really talking about that, I think the thing that people don't really dig in on enough, they might know what they really want, or they might think they know what they really want, um, but they, they don't really measure it. And so you've created some tools and I'm creating some tools where they can measure their results along the way. I think about this sometimes. I woke up, I don't know, a couple of years ago and every single time I go to a bank to get a loan on a piece of property or something, I have to create my personal financial statement again. Yes, yes. I have to update it like every six months. Yes. Or so. And I'm just like, why don't I have this every day in front of me? And that's the thing that I've seen you create um, at GoBundance. We have the one sheet at M1. Do you call it the one sheet as well? Or? Life plan. Life plan. So the, I think that's the most important part of all this, because if you don't have some kind of measurement that you're looking at constantly, some sort of scorecard, we have it in business, we have a P&L, or you have some kind of things that you're measuring on a daily basis. If you don't have that in your personal life, then you're going to get to wherever it is, you're flying blind. And so I think that's the most important part of it. But at Investing for Freedom, we're just really asking these simple questions. And I'm creating a, a Facebook community where I'm going to bring people in there that are experts in different areas. I don't want to be the expert in all areas. I just want to connect people, which, right. Um, so even with M1, that's a big part of what we're, as I find people that need help, I want to shift them over to M1 because you've done such a good job of building out the pathway. Yeah, we essentially are an entrepreneurial school, right? An online entrepreneurial school. And while we're going through this COVID-19, what we're recognizing is people are, are gravitating toward this because they're like, okay, we can't do all the other stuff. But there's already this school that has been set up and has been in operation for eight years and is pumping out entrepreneurial spirited millionaires. Well, maybe, you know, how do I get a piece of that action? So it's definitely an interesting time. I kind of feel like we're a little bit of ahead of the curve for most people because we've been doing this for a long time, but somewhat, you know, secretly, I would say, because it's not something that we've advertised. We've then built it word of mouth. So your success now as an entrepreneur, uh, you talked about being in your 20s. Take, talk us through to where you are today. So as we were growing that business, I started that business at 24. And um, through a series of, you know, luck and preparedness and just working hard. This business grew every single year. We were just double digit growth and doubling our employees every year. We ended up on the Inc 2009 fastest growing companies in America list. Wow. Um, and along the way, so it actually started with that question of what do you really want that this business or that this coaching company was asking us. And while my wife and I determined at that point in time, um, we decided we wanted two income producing properties a year for 10 years. And where I was thinking at that stage, um, and it's funny how your mind expands and grows, at that stage, we were thinking that, you know, I'm 25 years old at this point in time, whatever the age was. And, and if we bought two income producing properties a year for 10 years, by the time I'm 60, 65 years old, they would be paid off. And, and, you know, they're each bringing me a thousand dollars a month. So I'd have $20,000 a month in passive income. That was kind of the goal that we had came away from that planning session. And we hit that goal the first year. Ooh. We ended up buying two income producing properties that first year. And then we found this 72 space mobile home park that fell in my lap. I didn't know what a mobile home park was. I mean, I knew what it was, but I didn't really think about it from yeah. an investing standpoint. And this deal fell in my lap. And so we, we bought this deal, which was a pretty interesting experience. And um, so then all of a sudden I go from two income producing properties to having 74 doors essentially. And that expanded my mind to, you know, exponential growth. And um, so anyway, fast forwarding, we ended up buying 
commercial properties. Um, we had some industrial space. I ended up buying a portfolio of 45 single families um, and then ended up with five mobile home parks myself. And then I sold that business in 2014. My partner actually bought me out. Um, and then just kind of went through that. I often say that was like the best and worst day of my life because again, and what we, what we think we want sometimes is not always what we want. So I'm 35 years old. I'm retired. Um, I essentially at that point in time, if I'm smart and invested wisely, I've got this real estate portfolio. I've got a buyout from a company. Like I could have not worked again, but I quickly realized that our worth and our value is not in money. It's not about this retirement number. It's really about, you know, I, I think that we're, I think we're designed to give back and be productive citizens of a society. And once that stops, um, I think you begin to lose your purpose. And so I realized that quickly at the age of 35 and started just kind of going down a journey. I connected, I started doing some masterminds with some real estate people. And that's where I met my partner. We started Four Peaks Capital Partners. So we started raising equity and buying mobile home parks across the country. We built out another construction company, a property management company. And now we're up to 35 mobile home park communities in 13 states. Well done. Well done. From, uh, from your 20s till today, how old are you today? I am 41. 41. Let's transition now to what we thought would never happen, which is for us real estate people, we are like, okay, real estate is, you know, it's the safe harbor. It's the thing that insulates us from a downturn. It's a thing where, you know, even when the economy goes bad, people have to rent, et cetera. Um, and now we find ourselves in a slightly different situation with, with COVID-19. And it's not going to be two or three weeks like a lot of people hoped it would be. It's going to be several months, a year. It's going, to, it's going to impact a lot of people for the rest of their lives. How are you adjusting? You know, it's been difficult. Um, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, we, have, we, we run in certain circles. And like you said, nothing, nothing is recession proof. <clears throat> Um, but we've said that, you know, manufactured housing is recession resistant. And so we start to, we, we run in circles of a bunch of real estate people. And then, and then we start to believe each other's stories. And it's, it's you know, you're talking about that bridge earlier. And we've, um, the lesson that I'm learning already is, um, you know, poke holes, uh, like just, yeah. I thought, um, and I still think this, I still believe this, um, the fundamentals around the investment class that we're in, affordable housing, are, are gonna be as strong as ever. Yeah. But what I didn't realize is that it was gonna happen this quick and, and cut this deep, right? And so we're, we're adjusting well. We had to shut down our construction company. We've laid off a lot of really great employees. Um, you know, we've made a lot of changes fast, but the good news is, um, you know, we're 1% off on collections as of April 3rd. And so, you know, I, I think generally speaking, um, I think you're seeing a side of Americans and, and people in general. I think everybody's going to try to do the right thing as much as possible, but we're also affected on both sides of it. Um, I, I rent a building for my corporate office, but I'm also, I own commercial building. Right. And so I, you were seeing all sides of this. And so I think for the first time ever, the entire world's in a situation together where we're understanding of one another and everybody's working together to try to get through this. So we're, we're holding up good. Um, but everybody's in it together and we're seeing a lot of people really struggling. And nobody has a crystal ball, but I, I ask a lot of people, do you think that this is, this is going to last for a long time, a short time? What is your, your own guess at how long we're going to be, you know, locked down, shut out and, and then how much of a hangover is going to be behind that? 
I don't, obviously, like you said, we don't have the crystal ball, but what I'm kind of projecting with and what we're working with our team on is, you know, planning on being the next four to six weeks locked down. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of the time frame that I'm just looking at what happened with China and Italy and, you right. know, some of us moving slowly. So I'm kind of projecting four to six weeks. Um, we're preparing for longer if needed. Um, the other side of this, I think with all the influx of money and the government stepping in with unemployment and all this stuff, which I think is the right move, um, it's unprecedented and it's such a big problem. I think what's going to happen is we're going to come out the other side of this and then there's going to be, I feel like there's going to be, it's not going to be a rocket ship takeoff, but I think people are going to come back out and we're going to have a period of, of probably good times for a little bit, but I feel like with all the money being printed and the stimulus and when, when we do these unprecedented things like we do right now, I don't think anything's ever going to go completely back to what it was. So I think we're going to have kind of like a little, a little comeback session. Uh, and then I think it's going to be a pretty rough crash. You familiar with uh, in the stock market, the term, the dead cat bounce. Yes. So I think I agree with you. I think there'll be a little bit of that. It'll be like, okay, phew, everybody can go back and all of that. But then there's going to be this hangover of all this fake money that was injected in. And there's going to be airlines and cruise liners that have huge debt that have been slapped on whichever way the government bails them out or what have you. And that needs to be worked off over time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not going to be a rocket ship to the moon. I think that people will get highly active, but I think that there will be some some repercussions on the financial side. Anyway, we don't know, but what we can control is we control our actions and our activities. And so going forward, let's talk a little bit about that. You're quarantined with your family. Um, what are you doing to stay sane? <laughs> right? Um, so we've ordered a lot of puzzles. We're playing a lot of games. You know, we're making sure we're going outside. Um, I, we planted gardens. Um, we planted nine gardens a few weeks ago. We've got chickens. Um, we're just doing a lot of stuff together. I'm, I'm working on some projects outside that I've been neglecting and, um, you know, we're taking walks. We can still get outside. You can still, mm -hmm. you know, breathe. And, um, it's, it's been actually pretty fun. I mean, our, our yeah. oldest actually moved out and, um, the way that through a series of other events, he had already given notice on his apartment because he was going to do a world tour this year. Um, so he bought a camper. So his campers parked outside and, him and his girlfriend are living in their camper, but you know, they'd come in for dinner and we're hanging out. And so I, I think, I think this has been a really good time probably for families. And if we can yeah. just keep our perspective straight and realize there's nothing you can do about certain situations, um, just make the best of it. And, and, you know, Tim Rode, uh, who we both know said something the other day that we have to show up as the patriarchs of our house. And there's been times, you know, we all go through these little low lulls and emotional, um, circumstances but that's the thing that keeps me going strong too i'm looking around at the kids and the family and we've got to stay strong for our families yeah absolutely all right couple of quick questions favorite book oh probably rich dad poor dad okay nice nice and if you could have dinner with anybody dead or alive does anybody pop to mind probably keith cunningham nice a lot of people don't know him but he's uh what would you call him uh business person's coach or yeah 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 uh, yeah he he's i've been leaning on him a lot lately just keys to, to the vault yeah he's just a straight shooter love it yeah yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a cool guy all right so if people want to follow you get in touch with you learn from you i know you have a huge social media presence what are some of the best ways they can do that mike yeah so on instagram i'm the mike ayala um on facebook it's just under michael ayala 
Um, you can find my, my podcast is actually launching April 6th. So investing for freedom. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, yeah. So those are probably the best three ways. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming by uh, the I am movement and helping us navigate through these very interesting times. And it's going to be uh, a great time for you to launch your podcast because people are going to have uh, some time for them to, to listen to some, some wisdom. And I know you're going to drop a lot of that. So thanks for dropping by. Yeah. Appreciate it. Rock. Have a good day. All right. Hey, everybody want to remind you that the words of follow I am follow you. And as you forge your way through, you know, these crazy times, remember to describe yourself intentionally. I'm resourceful or I'm capable or I'm excited, whatever it is, because the words that follow I am follow you. So that's it for today's episode of rock your money, rock your life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.